0: Welcome to the Boonville Worship Center Sermon Podcast.
1: Um, I'm going to piggyback just a little bit off of what Julianne talked about last week about coming. coming he, he's inviting us to come in. So um, we all know we didn't walk into this place to be entertained. We didn't walk into this place to... Uh, we came in to meet him, but we also are, he's encouraging us to, um, put forth our expectation. But I was just reading the story about the, um, I don't know how to say say what she is, the Syrophoenician woman that had the daughter that was demon possessed. And whenever she went to Jesus, she said, please deliver my daughter from this demon. And he basically told her, no. But she didn't stop, she persisted. She had a faith in her heart that she knew that even if he gave her the crumbs, that that was all that she needed. And he said, because of your response, you're gonna get what you asked for. And she went home and her daughter was delivered. And then right after that, he went to a man and he delivered him of the deaf spirit and the dumb spirit. Uh, It doesn't say it was a spirit, said the healed him of, of being deaf and hard to speak. But this is their response at the end of those two stories. And it says, they were utterly astonished, saying he had done all things well. And so this is, this is the invitation this morning, come. If you have demonic oppression, come. If you need healing, come. If you need him in any way, come. This isn't the time to sit back and relax. This is the time to press in and to press in. And then when we have each other to do that, it really changes everything so jesus we just lift our eyes to you and and we have seen the goodness of the lord in the land of the living we have seen you do great and mighty things and we worship you this morning so we gather at the table with you and we know that you're more than enough and you are worthy of our praise in jesus name amen we thank you for
2: your goodness father We thank you for your goodness that's running after us, chasing after us. You know, the the thing that was striking me today, the the song that we sang before this, the the phrase, I just want you, Jesus. You're all that I want. And Lori opened the service today with, with that reality that heaven is crying, come. Like, you come to me. In Revelation 22, it says that the spirit and the bride are saying, come Lord Jesus. So as we come to the Lord now, today, with all that we are and we give him everything, he's producing a cry in us, come Lord Jesus. That's what the Holy Spirit is wanting to produce in us. So as we draw near to the Lord and allow him to move on our hearts and minister to us, we, are, we fall more and more in love with Him. We're touched by His goodness. And that becomes the longing of our heart, that we would just be with Him. The Spirit and the Bride say, come. So God, I just pray for all of us here, God, those watching, Lord, that we truly would continue to come to You with all that we are. Holy Spirit, that You would produce that cry in us back to jesus come lord jesus that truly he would be our one thing the satisfaction of our souls our delight and our desire above all other things in this life god we love you we worship you today god we honor you jesus name amen
0: grab your bibles and turn to first corinthians in chapter 12 and i'll Dig in there in just a little bit, but I'm excited to just minister the word of the Lord to you today to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say. I've I've enjoyed this series. I'm I'm ministering on living in the supernatural. I'll explain that a little bit here again for some of you maybe that haven't been here the last couple of weeks, but this is part three of this series and. I'll be uh, on it, I know, next week for sure as well. Uh, we're going to really hit into some good stuff and shake some things up next week. And then, uh, and then I don't know about after that. But, uh, isn't God good? So Holy Spirit, we just invite you to open up our hearts and to open up our minds. You're our greatest teacher. You reveal the Father's heart, and so we just submit ourselves to You where maybe we haven't always understood Your Word in different areas, whatever it may be, God, we just pray Spirit of Revelation as we dig into these things these, over these upcoming weeks and today, uh, Holy Spirit, we just ask you to bring truth and bring life and bring revelation and open up our hearts and help us to be teachable and help us to be correctable. We want to be in full alignment with the Word of God. We ask it in Jesus' name, Amen. Ain't He so good? How I many you know He wants to lead us in truth? Amen. And we want the truth, and so we're just going to see where the Lord takes us. So. Um, I'm digging in. here we go. Uh, this series, "Living uh, in the Supernatural." Um, this is part three, so um, <clears throat> let me just drop this in real quick. Um, the working of the Holy Spirit has uh, he hasn't brought division in the church. The church has brought its own division in regards to the working of Holy Spirit. And uh, we're a spirit-filled church. Amen. I say more. More. And um, and so with that, there are so many that gather and come through the years and um, from different upbringings and, and different things that it, it's so important that we hit this from time to time. And we we operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit in this house. We believe in them fully. Uh, We had a team come in um, this spring and minister to this house that just brought such life and freedom. And they operate in the gifts of the Spirit and they did such a phenomenal job. And then out of that, there was... As I expected, there's always misunderstanding. There's always uh, different things that people will struggle with, and it brought questions. Uh, It it uh, it caused a few to be upset that didn't feel like that they uh, could align with where where we were at. And uh, I am fully uh, I bless that in Jesus' name. I didn't want you to believe me. I want you to believe the Lord. So you follow His Word, amen? And in this house, we're going to come into His Word, we're going to let Him lead us in it. And so I say all that to say, this is partially why we're here, because I want us to understand it as a house, what, what we're expecting when we come and gather, what we what are our foundational beliefs in the ministry and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and, and our desire for them, and we walk through this together, the Lord teach us, may He correct us where we need it, but I I want to be guided fully by the Holy Spirit and, 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 and the power of God's Word. So, so part three, um, when, I, when I talk about, I titled this Living in the Supernatural, and to bring that forward, I'm talking about looking like Jesus, the way we're supposed to, um, With the Holy Spirit operating in and through our lives, and ultimately that we're vessels for Him to flow through. How many just want to be a vessel for Him to flow through? Amen? Like we sang this song a while ago, and all this is going through my mind, and sometimes people get, um, sometimes people can get hyper. Hyper spiritual, I guess. You get. I don't know that you can get too hungry for God in His presence. That's what I'm talking about. But sometimes we can have such a desire for all that He can do and all that He can do through us, and we lose sight of just Him, no matter what He does. So I love that song that we were singing today because above all, all I really want is Jesus. But as all I want is Jesus, Jesus wants all of me, and as He has all of me, all i got to do is start in Matthew chapter 1 and keep reading and see that He wants to be a vessel that He flows through in my life. Amen? So I just want to be yielding, I want to be ready, I want to be hungry, I want to be walking, I want to to be living my life. I want my lifestyle to be lived out supernaturally so the fruit of the Spirit is being produced and grown in my life and the Holy Spirit has my attention every second of the day to move through me and flow through me and manifest through me how He chooses. That's just my heart. I believe it's the heart of God. So, we're going to dig in. I'm going to get there. I don't know how far we'll get. I have eight or nine pages, and I usually have two, maybe three. But I want to take today, and I want to take the nine manifestations of the Holy Spirit listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and I just want to de- describe them and define them, like what each of them look like. Amen? And so, that's what we're digging into. I jumped ahead of myself. Um, I, if you haven't been here, this is what I wanted to say is uh, part one and part two. If you're a member of this of this house, you call yourself a member of Member worship center. I, I really give an urgency to you that if you've missed anything in regards to this series, that you that you listen to them in your own time. So that you, you know where we stand at as a house and that you can read those scriptures through. And I'm encouraging you, get in your Bible and read. Start in. In First Corinthians chapter eleven, actually about halfway through, definitely there, and then but chapter twelve, thirteen, fourteen, and just keep praying and ask the Holy Spirit to open your heart up to to see the Father's heart as He's as He's given this inspired word through through Paul to the church in Corinth. But in part one, I opened up with the the ultimate importance that Paul was driving in, and that we see in this, and in the importance of purity and power. Like we can't just have 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 power we can't just have purity and throughout a lot of a lot of years and different denominations we have churches that that just that swung all the way over with just a full emphasis on purity and holiness and then we've had churches well over here with just this emphasis of just all all power all power all power with no emphasis on how we live our life out and so i walked through that we talked about that and 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 i just made this statement i'll make it again that purity or oh, in holiness is the pathway for the power to operate, yeah. amen. And so that's and that's where the 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 fruit of the spirit comes in at. So that was the first part, and then uh, last week the second part. Uh, I began breaking down 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 13, 14, different aspects of it, and really brought in understanding of what Paul was dealing with in the church uh, in Corinth and what things were like around there. And uh, and so you can listen to that if you weren't here, but primarily what I want what I really wanted to hone in on last week that we that we see starting in chapter 12 there is is not 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 the manifestations of the Spirit. but I want you to keep in view that the primary focus here is that the Holy Spirit desires to manifest through your life for the profit and edification of the church. Amen. One Spirit working all in all, and I'm going to get there probably next Sunday. Is that good? And then I and then I talked about the three um, spiritual. Uh, um, pillars uh uh, the the three pillars of the spiritual gifts and and how they they've got to be built on love they're they're established on maturity uh spiritual maturity and unity amongst the body and then the third thing that paul identified was identity the identity okay and uh, and out of that that we all know our part, because one of the most beautiful things that you 're reading through there is is paul 's talking about the diversity of the body and how we all need one another, we need each other 's gifts, we need whatever 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 gift Holy Spirit's operating in each of us as a body, we need that in that moment in that time amen so that 's where we landed, and I am going to uh, begin to start here in just a okay. second. Are you in 1 Corinthians chapter 12? Yes. Okay, we're not reading that yet. I want to give you one more thing and then I'm going to start. I want to, I want to begin off of this. I'm just going to read it. Don't turn to it. Ephesians in chapter 5 and verse 27 says that he, Jesus, might present her to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and without blemish. Isn't that a beautiful verse? So I kind of wanted to, as we look at this, I want us to look at this. This is, the, this, is what, this is what Jesus is doing. This is what He's looking for and, and making and shaping and molding the church into. But I just love this. that, that I, I want us to see that God desires for His church to be glorious. Now I could spend the rest of the morning defining glorious, but when I just think of glory, I think glory filled, and to be glory-filled means we're filled with him. So he's looking for a glorious church and it is a church that is fully filled with him amen it is it is beautiful because he's beautiful it's healthy because he's healthy and it's powerful because he's powerful what I want us to understand in in, in all of this scripture and even even through the through the gospels there as we get into this stuff but we are we are his display guys. Like, like when he's talking about this glorious church and what he's doing with us and, 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 the, and the beautiful gift of the Holy Spirit that's been poured out when, when Jesus ascended. Come on, man. Like we are his display. So, so part of becoming a glorious church is operating in the fruits, allowing the fruit of the Spirit to grow in us, and the gifts and manifestations of the Holy Spirit purity and power he's looking for ready and willing vessels amen that that will yield amen let's just be clear lord we're a church that will yield i'm a vessel any hindrance in my life whatever it may god whatever fear might be in my way god whatever that it may be i'm a vessel i'm a vessel flow through me okay so here we go um let's read let's read them 1 Corinthians in chapter 12. I'm going to start at verse 7 because I broke down verse 1 through 6 um, last, last week in detail. So now let's jump into verse 7. And, and, and he just finishes. Let's, let's actually go back to verse 6 because this is the foundation that he was laying with the, with the church in Corinth because of what they were struggling with. And he says, There are diversities of activities, but is the same God who works all in all. Okay? Verse 7, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, and to another different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. Verse 11, But one and the same Spirit works all these things. Everybody say, all these things. Distributing to each one individually as He wills. As He wills. Holy Spirit, as You will, use me. Holy Spirit, as You will, manifest Yourself in and through my life. So we're going to break these down. You guys ready? So I just want to bring some understanding. I'm going to try to go into to maybe a little bit of teacher mode instead of preacher mode so that I can get through them so we can just get some grounding. But we'll see how that goes. Um so we're just going to break down these nine. I just want to uh, give you something that I, that I do that's helped me a little bit as I've studied these uh, myself. And different people can kind of, they'll kind of break these down just a little bit different, but it's all kind of similar. But uh, it, 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 it's helpful for me to put these nine manifestations into three categories. Okay, and so I kind of do that. Just kind of helps me helps me focus a little bit. But you kind of, if you look at it, you've got the prophetic manifestations um, of of prophecy, a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. And then you've got the power manifestations, which is faith. Healing and miracles, and then you have what I call the utterance manifestations or the proclamation manifestations, and that is the gift of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. And we're gonna we're gonna dig into great detail over over those uh, those specifically. Actually, probably not today, but maybe so anyways that 's just a little way that I can kind of group them together to kind of help me understand them but um they let me say this they 're all individual they 're all given by the same spirit amen and i don 't i don 't believe that that one is any greater than the other um, later on in chapter fourteen paul 's talking about um, A proclamation of tongues or tongues given uh, without an interpretation and uh, how that will have no profit without it. And how even even the and we're going to we'll get into this. The prayer language of tongues is for the strengthening and profit of you as an individual believer for your personal edification. So that's not going to edify the body. So Paul makes the um, statement in there that in a in a corporate gathering, right, that I wish that you would all speak in tongues that I that I do. But together, I would rather you prophesy. Right. Because because in that, in prophecy alone, prophecy is for the body, is releasing edification and, and, and exaltation and profit, it says, for the church. So uh, so that's, he, he was breaking down those two gifts, but again, I don't believe that you can take any gift of the Spirit and make one any more valuable than the other, amen? So we're gonna, we'll get into those. I probably shouldn't have jumped there already, but uh, we'll, we'll, I'll explain that more as we go. Um so the the first one that I'm gonna talk about today is the gift of prophecy. Um uh Right, right now, and I'm going to kind of do this one a little briefly because I have intentions. If I'm able to to come back next Sunday and pretty much do my whole sermon on hearing the voice of the Lord and 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 how the gift of prophecy operates, so that one I'm going to really dive deeper into. So, but I want to talk about it today. So he, so in here he says, uh, you know, in verse seven, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. And then he begins to list these. So uh, the first one I want to talk about again is the gift of prophecy. So um, everybody good? So what's what's prophecy? What's this look like? Um, In context, in in the context um, here in 1 Corinthians, Paul is describing forth telling, Foretelling is a message of hope. It is a, it is a message of, in, of encouragement, uh, more so than foretelling. Foretelling is predicting the future. It's what you read and see all through the, primarily the Old Testament with the Old Testament prophets, okay? And so you've got foretelling, which is a message of hope uh, to an individual or a body. It is, it is for edification. It's for exaltation, and then you have foretelling—that is, God foretelling the future—and—and—and and, um, and, and again, like I said, that that you see primarily operating through the office of a prophet. Uh, I'll break that down more next week when I talk about these two things. Um, I do believe that the fivefold ministry is alive and needed as much today as ever. I am praying for God to awaken and arise the prophets in this hour. That walk in the office of a prophet, that hear the verse of the Lord, that can declare, come on, what he's going to do. And um, and and from the apostles and, and all the way and all the way up. And then in this context, I fully believe in the, the 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 manifestation of the Holy Spirit on on a believer, on the body of Christ, to release a message, to release prophecy forever edification and exaltation and for the profit of the body of Christ, as the Word says. Okay? So, just a little understanding there. In, In chapter 14, in verse 3, it says, But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who prophesies, in the context that Paul's talking about here, in the, in the gifts of the Spirit, the manifestations of the Spirit, through the body of Christ for the edification of the church. Come on, somebody. He who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. So when, when, we, when we speak words of prophecy... When this, when gift of Holy Spirit, when He's manifesting this gift through us as a believer, we're speaking what is only known by hearing the Lord speak to us. And so therefore, we are, we are declaring something that has been given to us by the Holy Spirit for someone else. Like the Father is releasing His heart and His intentions to someone through one of us. How many of you know that He is the best Father that will ever exist? How many of you like to speak good things into your children? How much more do you think the Father wants to speak good things into His sons and daughters? This gift of prophecy, man, come on, God, awaken our hearts. Awaken us to the presence of the Holy Spirit. Give us a boldness and break off the fear of man that we can hear You, Holy Spirit, when You begin to speak the Father's heart over somebody, God, that we would not hold back Your Word, Your message, Your declaration over them. And that's this gift. This, now see, stay focused, Scott, I'm going to dig into this next week, but I'm going to say, John 10, 27, all believers, if you're a child of God, you can hear His voice. So if we hear His voice, we can speak what He says. This gift of prophecy is so needed and so helpful to the body of Christ that Paul says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially, especially that you prophesy. Come on. Isn't that good? In, um, I'm going to read out of Acts to you real quick. In, in the book of Acts, in chapter 2, in verse 17, it says, "...it shall come to pass in the last days..." Says God that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall shall dream dreams, and on my men servants and on my maid servants I will pour out my spirit. Amen? And I can go on and on and on, but for time reasons, I'm not going to. Isn't that beautiful? Peter, quoting, said that when the Holy Spirit is poured out on all flesh, that one of the blessings of the outpouring would be the ability to prophesy. The prophetic manifestation of the Holy Spirit on sons and daughters of the King. Isn't that awesome? And as any of the gifts, is any of the gifts... Especially th- this gift. The key is intimacy with Jesus, learning to live in union with the Holy Spirit so that we can speak in the Spirit. To speak what the Spirit is telling us to speak. Amen? Remember I say prophecy. Alright. I'm jumping ships. Because we're going to come back and we're going to hit this and we're going to break it down and I'll have a whole lot more for you. But that is... That is my quick sum up of what that manifestation of Holy Spirit should look like on us, on us as believers and, and the heart and the intention behind it according to the very Scripture. The second, the second manifestation listed is a, word of, is a word of wisdom. Word of wisdom. Um, the original word here uh, for wisdom is the word Sophia. And it means it means supreme intelligence uh, and spiritual insight. So um, again, keep in mind that this is a, this is manifestation of the spirit, right? So a word, a word. A word of wisdom. So when a word of wisdom is manifested um, by, by the power of Holy Spirit, you suddenly have a, a supernatural insight and understanding of something that you didn't have before. Isn't that powerful? You're facing something or you're needing something. God's wanting to do something. Or, or like when you look back into the Old Testament and there, there, the, 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 God would have His army and with one of the leaders, He would give a word of wisdom and He would direct them to do things that to, that they, they would have no idea to do that on their own. And God would con, confuse the enemy or whatever and end up giving them victory. Amen? Word of wisdom. It is a divine It is a divine, Holy Spirit given sudden, supernatural insight and understanding of something that you didn't have before. It is is God's wisdom revealed under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to meet a specific need. Amen? Divine insight. Divine insight. You see it all through the Scripture. I don't know about you, but we need... Word of wisdom today, don't we? We need people walking with such sensitivity in the Holy Spirit, no matter whether we're preaching or teaching or making decisions, we got something big or something we just don't know how to handle or whatever that may be, that we just begin to seek the presence of the Lord and Holy Spirit manifests. And all of a sudden, what made no sense, all of a sudden you just have details. Details of what to do and how to walk through it. Amen? You good? Everybody say, word of wisdom. Then we have word of knowledge. Word of knowledge. Um, this, is, this is not knowledge gained by learning or by information received from any uh, human source, this word of knowledge. Um, this is, a, again... This is a manifestation of Holy Spirit that comes on us, that He works through us. It is a, it is a supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit imparting knowledge of things or, or uh, uh, of, of people, details that you don't know any other way. Amen? He just gives a word of knowledge. He shows you something that you have. You would have no way of knowing without Him giving you those details about that situation or about that person that He is wanting to minister to or, or, what it, or whatever that, that the circumstance may be. Amen? It, it is. It's knowledge flashed like into the consciousness of a, of, a, of a person, a believer, so that without inquiry or question, the person simply knows. They simply know the matter. That the Holy Spirit desires him to know. It is such such a powerful manifestation to help us effectively minister to the body of Christ. Amen? We need it. Once again, it's it's prophetic in nature. And uh, uh, one of the, maybe one example that I would give you would be uh, of, of, of whenever Jesus was led to go. And he go to go through Samaria, and then he went to and he he went to the well, and the woman was there, right? And he's ministering to her, and in the process of that, you know, he he says, um, he says, go, you know, go tell your husband, or go let your something about your husband, and um, and, and and she says, um, she says, I don't I don't have a husband, and Jesus says, I know, I know, you've had five husbands, and now the man that you're with isn't your husband. I don't know about you, but that would it, when 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 Jesus has someone read my book, they got my attention. When they, when they when they when they when they know what they can only know because God revealed it to them. Come on, someone that that that's a word of knowledge. It it, it might look like it might look like you're going out to eat to lunch today, and you're just being sensitive to the Holy Spirit and. Um, uh, and, and you're just you are just being a vessel that he can use if if he needs to in that place and your waitress might come up and while she's taking your order, you might just kinda look at her and as you begin to look at her, the Holy Spirit may just manifest on you. He might just reach out to you. He just might you might hear him say, this this, this lady lost a child two years ago and she is overburdened with grief. I want her to know that I'm with her. Come on, he might just give some details and that that you would have no way of knowing because you never met her before. But in that moment, you just look at her and you just say, ma'am, can I just share something with you? I love the Lord. And I just heard the Lord tell me that you've gone through something very traumatic and this happened and this happened. And then God wants you to know, and then you share with her what God... Can you imagine the life-changing encounter that she just had through the manifestation of word of knowledge, and then someone being bold enough and sensitive to the Holy Spirit to begin to speak it out. Amen? So this is, this is a, 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 a what, the, what the word of, word of knowledge would, would, would look like. Amen? Discerning of spirits. Man, I'm clicking right on through here. Good job. Is this overwhelming to you? Is it, is it scary? One of the things that have really helped me become obedient to, the, to, to yielding the Holy Spirit manifesting through me is I just come to the realization that it was Him manifesting through me so I didn't have to do nothing. All I had to do was respond. I realized it wasn't up to me to heal someone; it was up to him to heal him. I just had to be the vessel for him to heal through, as that as that thing manifested in me. So, so this is the word of God. He's wanting to use us again. He's 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 preparing a, a, that glorious bride. And part of being that glorious bride is being a powerful bride that he can use in this hour to awaken his sons and daughters. Amen. So, all right. So, number four, if I keep Doing all those little interruptions, I won't get through it. Number four, discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits uh, uh, means to, to separate something thoroughly. To separate something thoroughly. Doesn't need a whole lot of definition, but but we're gonna step into a little bit here. So so this gift, again. Um, this is a this is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. As a spirit filled believer, Holy Spirit can manifest discernment in us and through us. Th- this gift is is the spirit inspired ability to distinguish between good and evil, to distinguish between right and wrong. Amen. Um, in Ephesians chapter six and verse twelve. Uh, Paul says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in in heavenly places. I read that because, guys, when this gift is manifested in someone, they can, they can sense a spirit of fear. They'll be able to sense a, a, a perverse spirit or a spirit of divination or whatever that it may be. And they're able, Able to accurately discern um, what spirits can be hindering a person, what spirits are, are working behind whatever is going on there in that moment, in that place, and then effectively be a, uh, 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 and, and boldly be able to pray and help lead the person into freedom. It's powerful. Yeah. They're able to test the spirits and see if they are of God, right? First uh, um, John four and, and one. Um, so praise God. I'm thankful for this. This gift's manifest, this gift, I'm taking you back. And he says, he says that these manifests are given. They're one. One spirit manifests all gifts in all for the profit and edification of all. This spirit of discernment is given for the profit of the body of Christ. It is not given for us to say, oh, I see this in them, and then run away from them. Notice, it is, oh, shh, discernment, I sense that. Jesus wants my family member healed. He wants them freed. He wants that broken off of them. He wants them whole. Come on, someone, like, to, like to profit for the edification, for the building up, and, and, then, and then there's times where you're out and you might be at a, at a place or hearing something, you know, online or on TV or whatever, and you're watching it and you're listening to it. I mean, I, this happens to me all the time. I just don't listen to much stuff anymore. <laughs> But I'll be on there and be okay, 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 and then I'll hear something. And it's like, man, that gift of discernment. I'll know exactly kind of like where the root of that's coming from, and I'm turning it off. All right, right back to worship music. I was just trying to get a little, you know, a little food here and. Uh, and you know, and I love going places. I love the body of Christ. I love I love being around hungry people. I love churches. We were at a church in Owensboro, I think I mentioned last week, uh, but we were there like a week and a half ago. And I mean, it's such beautiful connecting with that body of Christ, the believers, man. And and uh, and I, I love that. But I love the gift of discernment. Um, uh, I can look back and uh, in, in my in my lifetime there were two different meetings that 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 I went to that that. Um, uh, it, it, I, I kind of felt it right as I was going in, but not shortly, right after they start, started, the gift of discernment struck in me, and, and, and Holy Spirit showed me things that was happening, and again, I, wasn't the, I was just there to receive, so it wasn't my place then to step up and say or do anything, but it was my place to pick myself up and get out of it. You know what I'm saying? And so this gift of discernment works in so many different ways. But I want to show you this also because this is really what I'm praying for and looking for in the house of God. But not only will this manifestation of discernment help to keep us safe, but again, it is for the profit and and edification of all. So discernment, not not only does it discern evil, but it discerns good. It discerns God. So in the house of the Lord, spirit of discernment, begin to rest us on someone Holy Spirit begins to release discernment into someone they begin to to, to to sense and feel and get discernment of something specific that God wants to do and all of a sudden there's a we're sensitive to that because we're walking in it and we're learning in it and that spirit of discernment comes on someone and 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 and, 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 and he's saying that there there's discernment for an uh, an urgency to pray for something specific amen we're in we're in worship service and everything Things going beautifully and and I, I typically like i don't want to interrupt worship i want to stay in worship i want to get where the lord's taking us but we got it but we're, we're we're going to be sensitive to the holy spirit right So we're in worship, and and it's powerful. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit manifests the gift of discernment upon Pastor Jason. And he knows it wasn't just a thought. He knows it wasn't just his mind. He knows because he's walking with the Holy Spirit. And in that moment, the Holy Spirit is giving this discernment that that we need to stop in that very moment because there's an anointing to break a certain yoke. And to pray for something specifically. And Pastor Jason comes up and he honors the team and he grabs the microphone and he just declares, Holy Spirit is telling us right now that we're to cover, we're to intercede for this. And then the church comes alongside of that, right? And then we be, and God works and He moves through that. Come on. Maybe we're in the middle of something or, or and, 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 and worship and, and I, you hear the same thing and, 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 and you feel the, the Holy Spirit discerning and showing, speaking through discernment that there's a, 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 an elevated anointing for healing to be released right there in that moment. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're going to stop. And we're going to open up the altar we're going to hear what God spoke through whoever He spoke it through. And we're going to let the gift of healing be manifested in the house. We're gonna let the Father do what the Father wants to do. These gifts are all so powerful. But man, this discerning thing. And I really pray, I really ask you to really be intentional in praying over these gifts and, and 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 desiring them and being sensitive to them. When I'm in the service and I'm up here, and as the pastor, I'm praying and I'm worshiping, but I'm always asking too, I'm like, Lord, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? And and every now and then, well, usually I always get a little something but but sometimes it's very specific and that gift of discernment will come on me and i'll know exactly where he wants us to go in that moment or whatever it may be but such a powerful powerful thing holy spirit will manifest this gift in us at times to reveal what he's wanting to do in that moment amen i don't know about you but i want to be in his moment all the time and not my moment so our schedule is always open to be adjusted in this house to what God wants to do. Amen? Everybody say discerning of spirits. Okay, now I want to talk about the power manifestations real quick. And um, uh, and the first one we're going to talk about is is, uh, faith. Is faith. Now, um, uh, this one I feel like gets misunderstood sometimes because again, uh, this is not speaking of faith in the general sense referred to in Scripture that that we are to possess as believers. Okay? Um, And and to be growing in and maturing in. Uh, This this gift, this is a gift of faith. This, This gift... Is a divine manifestation of the irresistible, all-powerful faith of God into the heart of a believer to meet a specific need in, in, in the moment. It just arises just like that. Supernaturally. Holy Spirit manifests this gift of faith. And, and you just, you know, you know, you know what He's calling you to do. Amen? Alright? When, when this gift. Is manifested. A person um, suddenly possesses the assurance that God is going to accomplish something significant. It is. It is. A, you know, we have faith. I, I come to. I come to church with faith this morning. Didn't you? I came. I come with expectancy, and I came with faith. And I live my. I live my life with that. And I know. I walk in faith, and I know that if someone come down for prayer this morning, I know what God's word says. I've got prayer, I've got faith in his word, and so I had faith. I carry faith in me to know that if someone comes down this morning and needed prayer, that I could lay my hands on them and the Lord could heal them in Jesus' name. Amen. Like I live, I do my best to live in in that that natural faith. Every day of my life, this is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit at a specific time for something supernatural to 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 be done and because uh, uh, again faith faith itself is powerful, but when it 's activated by the Holy Spirit and manifests a supernatural gift, extraordinary things will occur um, I, I just you know, uh, maybe an ex- an example that I could think of that, that I was I can I could give some personal ones, but um, um, uh, one of the things I think of whenever I think of this gift is um, uh, I think of the friends. I think of the friends that had this manifestation of faith on them so high that they would climb up on a roof and cut the hole out of it, knowing without a shadow of a doubt there was absolutely zero doubt or questioning that if they could get Him down through the hole in that roof and just drop Him down there around where Jesus was at, that 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 crippled man would be healed in Jesus' name. Amen? Like, wow, I want to live in faith and then... I want, I, want, I, want, I want the manifestation of Holy Spirit for supernatural faith to rest on me as it needs to to believe for the impossible. To believe for the impossible. Aren't we a church that believes that He's still a God of the impossible? Come on, man. Come on. It's so good. Gift of healings. Um... Or, or faith. <clears throat> Alright. Um, gift of healings. Gift of healings. The power to heal. To bring a remedy. To cure or restore to health. Um, when when the Holy Spirit activates healing, it is, it is extraordinary. No matter... No matter how it's experienced or through, whatever means God uses, it, it, it's always extraordinary. And, and, and I, I know you have as well, but I have, I've seen instantaneous uh, healings take place. Uh, I've been healed the very moment that they laid hands on me and prayed for me. And I've been healed over days and weeks before. All these different avenues. Again, I, one of the things you pay attention to is it says, gifts of healing healings gifts of healings so it's extraordinary no matter what but the key is this gift of healing is a manifestation of the holy spirit it's him it's holy spirit working through us in faith, come on, as vessels for him to touch and heal and restore people that he is wanting to touch, that, that need a touch from God. And oftentimes, uh, I just wanted to drop this in there. Um, for me, what one, one thing that I've experienced a lot is oftentimes uh, this gift of healing is accompanied with, with, with that gift of faith and or a word of knowledge. A lot of times I've gotten a word of knowledge and then out of that then the gift of healing came as the as that need was revealed through the revelation of the of the father through the word of knowledge and then and then also i've been in times where i've been in drastic situations that I walked up to with all the faith that I could conjure up myself, but when it was a life-threatening situation, I knew I needed more, and I would pray, and I prayed, and I could feel the anointing, I could feel the Holy Spirit literally come and rest upon me. I could feel Him. I could feel His presence. I could feel Him flowing through me. And that gift of faith began to rise up in me. And all of a sudden, I just knew, I knew without a shadow of a doubt what He was going to do. When I when I was in that hospital room that day with uh, with Christy Steele's dad and he was on a ventilator and for several days they were trying to get them to take that thing out because he had not he he showed no signs of anything at all and I was going up to comfort the family and you know pray you know pray God's will over them that that was safe um, but I got up there and and it was it was just his wife and it was miss christie and 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 i started to feel it a little bit and i got a little uncomfortable and i'm like god You want this man to live? And I started praying, and I just asked the Holy Spirit to come and rest on me and help me. And as I did, my goodness, I felt that anointing, that impartation, and that gift begin to rest on me. And I just walked up there, and I laid my hands on him, and I didn't just pray, Lord, if you want, or this or that. I just declared, this man shall live. He shall walk. He'll leave this hospital. That tube is going to come out of his mouth. I have no idea what I prayed because the Holy Spirit at that point in time was just declaring those things out of me but I'll have you know I left that hospital and it wasn't just a little bit later that I got a message that he was beginning to move his fingers and his toes and it's been several years now but I believe it was even later that day that they took the ventilator completely out of that man and he was breathing on his own and it wasn't just days later that that dead man in that room walked out come on somebody that's god and that's what god wants to do and it's not for me to be this is not my story this is god's story man i was scared to death just to get out of my car in the parking lot but i knew what god wanted to do come on somebody I'm just saying, man, Lord, awaken, awaken your heart in us, God, to, to see what you want to do. And just another thing, I'm probably going to get off track here, of, but we just, can we not just agree together that Jesus healed all through his life? Jesus did power evangelism. He went, he messed everything up for the good. Come on. And guess what happened? All of a sudden, ears start opening up and hearts start opening up. And, they, and then so through the signs and the wonders and the healing of people's bodies, man, the Gospel, the message of the Gospel went forth and spread with magnitude and power. Isn't this so good? Um, okay, I'm kind of getting stuck on this one. and I need to move. But The gift of healing is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Okay. Um, healing the sick... Physically, mentally, and emotionally was a major part of Jesus' ministry. His heart's restoration. The very definition of salvation is healing and wholeness. Healing and wholeness. Come on. Okay? Acts 28, 8, and 9. And it happened that the father of of Publius lay lay sick of a fever and and dysentery. And Paul went in to him and prayed. And he laid his hands on him and he healed him. So when this was done, the rest of those on the island so then everyone on the island who had diseases also came and they were healed. Yea, God! Yea, God! In Luke 10, Jesus is sending out the laborers and He says, Heal the sick and and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. Come on, someone. He wants to be on display through us. He wants to heal through you, church. He wants to use you as a vessel. He wants people fully healed and restored mentally, emotionally, and physically. He's got the power to do it. He's just looking for you as a vessel for Him to come and manifest through and release these things out of. Come on, man. Isn't He so good? Amen? I just say, we need to be praying for and desiring the manifestations of the Spirit to flow through us. So good. Number three. The working of miracles. The working of miracles. Um... This word miracles, the Greek word for it is dunamis, and it means power. It means divine ability. Literally acts of divine power. Um, I don't know if I need to explain a whole lot about miracles, do, do, do I? Leprosy instantly gone. There's no cure for leprosy. That's a miracle. Leprosy instantly gone. Um, the growth of a withered hand. There's no cure for a withered hand. It's withered. The growth of that. Um, the restoring, restoring of sight to a blind person. Twisted limbs being straightened out. I've heard testimonies of people that had short short leg or this or that, and, and, and through, through the power of healing, their leg lengthened out to the length of the other. Isn't that, isn't that I was going to say it's crazy, but it's really not. It's God. Like, it really shouldn't be crazy. It should just be God. It's just God. That's just what God does. Come on, somebody. Medical documentation verifying the absence of implanted metal in people's body. Hospital documentation of the. Isn't that something? Raging, raging storms instantly ceasing. I just love it. And then you get to the Gospels, Acts chapter 19 verse 11. And it says, "And God worked unusual miracles by the hands by the hands of Paul." Again, this is a manifestation of Holy Spirit. Okay, manifestation of Holy Spirit. Well, who's the Holy Spirit looking to manifest through? Come <laughs> on, just the pastor? That works good for the pastor. Then all the attention can be on him. Everyone needs him. That's great job security for the pastor. Amen. But I'm looking to retire some point in time. I just assume equip the church and you guys. It's for everyone. Come on, somebody. It's for all believers. Isn't that awesome? God can do a miracle through you. God can do a miracle through you. You walk in a, living, a supernatural lifestyle and you're, you're living in purity and holiness and, and walking in the Spirit with sensitivity to hosting the presence of God in your life. Come on, man. And you're sensitive to Him and you're willing, yes, so to, to, to yield to Him in everything all the time. Manifestation of the Holy Spirit. These nine gifts. So good. Working in miracles. I still believe He does miracles, don't you? I still believe He's a miracle-working God. I hope you do. We sing a song about that on, every now and then on Sunday. So, miracle worker. Promise keeper. Let's just, let's, just, let's just hear all these gifts. Everybody say tongues. Here's your definition. It's the miraculous work of the Holy Spirit enabling a man or a woman to speak in a language of which they have no natural knowledge. Paul identified this gift as stating when you when you read through there specific it's really important as you read through those gifts to to read them exactly like they say and so Paul said uh, he said uh, stated kinds of gifts different kinds of tongues the word the word the word Kind here in Greek is the word genos, and it means assortment or, or variety. So assortment or variety of tongues. And I'm going to explain that just a little bit more. Everybody okay? All right, let's look at the kinds of tongues identified in the New Testament then. Amen. One, are you taking notes? This is going to help you. This is going to help you. One is different or other tongues, different or other tongues. I just use the word different tongues. Some people use the word other. I'm going to read this to you real quick. You ready? But Make note of it because I'm going to go fast. Acts 2 and chapter 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard uh, them speak in his own language. Verse 7. Uh, when they were all, and then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, uh, are not all these who speak uh, Galileans? And, and how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? the 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 uh, Parthians and the Medes and the I have no idea how to say that those dwelling in uh, Mesopotamia Judea and Cappadocia Pontus and Asia, uh, Phrygia and I don't know how to say that Egypt here we go down to verse 11 Cretans and Arabs we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. In some of my studies, uh, uh, someone listed that there were 18 different nations there. I'm just going to give that to you. You can go study. I really don't know. I just know there was many nations, the Bible says. And so here we have this example. To me, this is just so powerful. So, so listen to this manifestation. As the Holy Spirit fell upon believers in the upper room, they began to speak in other tongues and unlearned languages so that the devout men from, all, from uh, all these other nations with different dialects could hear the voice of God in their own language. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? You could read uh, a little bit more, I'm not going to today for a time, but Acts 10 and 44 and 46, and you can read um, Acts 19 and 1 through 6, but, but this is a, a manifestation of, of Holy Spirit in different tongues, given at times where there's different nationalities and people groups, and no one there to interpret that, and God will release a word through His sons and daughters for them to be able to hear the voice of God. Isn't that amazing? different tongues, in, in regards to different dialect. Okay, you good? Now I want to talk about the second one, and this would be a message or a, a word in tongues, like a, procl- a, a proclamation tongue uh, in a corporate gathering. Um, in, uh, let, me, let me read this. In 1 Corinthians, you guys are already there, right? Um, chapter 14 in verse 26 and 28, just a couple couple verses right here, but First Corinthians 14, 26 and 28. How is it then, brethren, that whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation? Let all things be done for edification. If anyone speaks in a tongue, then let there be two, or at the most three, each in turn, and then let one interpret Okay, so here's this second example that we have in the New Testament of tongues. One is in a different dialect, and then here we have this one, which is a proclamation tongue in a corporate body or or to a set group of people, and this is the Holy Spirit releasing an unknown tongue to an assembly of believers. It It is a corporate word that has the attention of everyone listening. I have not seen this manifested for quite a few years. Um, maybe a year or two ago, but I can't even remember where we were at. But years ago, we had a, a man in the church, uh, uh, Brown. Uh, how am I remembering him? Uh, but he was, and he had a deep voice. And you would be in worship or whatever going on, and Holy Spirit would fall upon him and manifest this, a, a, a word of proclamation. And when he spoke, everyone got quiet. So it just stopped, and all of a sudden, you just, hear this, you just hear this Word coming out, and you know it's God, you can feel it's God, but you have no idea what it's being said. So everything stops, that happens, and then everyone just waits. Then what happens? There should be an interpretation, right? Because if not, then that proclamation Word, no one has any idea what God said. Which is going to lead me into the second part, which is, which is um, interpretation right? So that's how that works. Praise God. Isn't Jesus good? You guys are being awesome today. Am I, am I being clear? Am I, am I helping us just a little bit? I love this gift. Um, I'll, give, I'll give another, and, and, and how many of you know that He's perfect in every way, and He's using us? That could cause problems. A couple years ago, who knows how many years ago now, five, six, seven, I don't know, but we were in worship service. I don't have time for stories, but I am doing it anyways. We were in service, and a lady come in, and I don't know that I've ever seen her before. Um, So that kind of caught me off guard a little bit when it happened. But I think we were in worship, or maybe going from worship to prayer, and and this lady, this this manifestation of prophecy, uh, a a proclamation um, uh, tongue begins to be released out of her, and everyone gets quiet. And I'm up here, and I'm like, I don't know this lady, Lord. And and Pastor Tony isn't here to control things right now. So if this goes bad, everyone's going to look at me. And I'm not really gonna know what to do. I'm like, so I just start praying. I'm like, God, this this needs to be interpreted. This needs to be interpreted. Holy Spirit, do you want to, you know, do you want to manifest that in me? And I just started praying. I started praying, Lord, ma- manifest the interpretation of this tongue all over this house. Just do it, Lord. Do it. And we waited and we waited and we waited. And it started to get just a tad bit, wee bit awkward. And then I'm like, okay, you're the pastor, Scott. There's no one else to turn to. And I'm like, man, what did I get myself into? Being the janitor was awesome. So I'm like, okay, God, I got this. You got this. I'm going to step up there. And I come up here, and I just prayed, and I said, I believe that was a word from the Lord, and God will give us that word. He'll, he'll give it to us. And we're going to move on, and I, pray, I can't remember what I... It, was, it, it sounded a lot more graceful than that in my head, so... But I, I, I took care of it, and we moved on. But I'll have you know, after that service, uh, that day... Uh, two different people in the church. Uh, one called me. One messaged me, and they said, "Pastor, I just want you to know, I'm growing and I'm learning." But I apologize because I've never, I've never, I've never uh, uh, interpreted a word in tongues before. But I know what that woman was saying as soon as she started speaking and I di- and I didn't and I didn't I didn't I didn't have the boldness. It wasn't a lack of God, guys. It's just Him working through us and us learning and growing. And then the other, one, the other one said, I didn't understand it at first, but everything got quiet and so I started praying. And then so so once, once that individual didn't, didn't yield to the Holy Spirit to interpret that, then the Lord released it to someone else. And, but that someone else has never interpreted tongues before, but they knew. And both of those people told me what they were hearing, and it was the exact same thing. Isn't that powerful? So that's a little bit about how that word, how that, how that works a little bit, and, and now I've gotten myself off track, and I feel like I jumped ship and already talked about the interpretation of tongues, but isn't that good though, guys? Uh, it is a corporate word that has the attention of, er- of everyone listening for the purpose of exhortation and edification of the body. And, um, and again, if, so if no one understands it, then it has, has no profit. Um, and, that, and again, that's why Paul says that there should be an interpreter. Okay, so I talked about this. I talked about other tongues or different tongues, which is a tongue that comes in a different dialect. For other nationalities to hear, we have the proclamation tongue that is a word given to a corporate body or a group of people that then either that so, sometimes the person that will give the tongue will get the interpretation, but as long as the interpretation is given uh, that that is the is another one and then um, um, and then there's this private tongues that I want to talk about really quickly in the next hour. the private tongues. Amen. Uh, For personal edification and private devotion. um, How about I just have you read this with me? How about that? Everybody good? You know churches don't preach on this, guys. They don't. I'm just not scared of what the Word says. I don't want anything more, but I don't want anything less. Like, I want... He said I'll make it a glorious church. A glorious church is a powerful church. So let's just read this together. I'm I'm trying to stay focused, but you know me, guys. 1 Corinthians 14.2. You there? For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. This is talking about this private prayer and worship language, this private tongue. Um, Go to verse 4. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself i don 't know about you, but we all need edified, but he who prophesies then edifies the church. Um, go to verse fourteen uh, for I pray in a tongue for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is un, is unfruitful. Go down to verse eighteen and nineteen. I thank my God that I speak with tongues more than you all. Yet in the church, I would rather speak five words with my understanding than, that, that I may teach others also than 10,000 words in a tongue. Amen? So we'll just stop, stop right there. This is a heavenly language known only to God. It is, it, is a, it is a beautiful and powerful gift for a believer to worship and to pray in the Spirit. It's beautiful. It's powerful. I'm so thankful for it. The, the deepest part of our lives, guys, is our spirit. And so praying in tongues is, is the Holy Spirit praying through us in worship or adoration from the deep part of our lives. And that's why, that's why Paul said, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit is praying. I love to pray in tongues because when I pray in tongues, I know my spirit is praying from the very deepest part of me through that that gift being manifested through that prayer language. When I'm praying, I'm praying what I know, what I understand, what I need, what I want. Amen. I can always I start there, and then when I transition into praying in tongues, I'm like, "Oh Lord, now Spirit pray." Amen. You can just feel it, and it is beautiful. And I believe God wants all of us to experience it. Amen. So good. So good. Paul says, I pray in a tongue. If I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. But my understanding is unfruitful. But when I pray in the Spirit, I will also pray with understanding. When I worship in the Spirit, I will also worship. With Paul concludes all this saying and 39 and 40 says there, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid to speak in tongues. Do not forget to speak. I don't like... I blazed right on through that. Did I go too fast? Okay. Pastor Jason, I desire all of the gifts of the Spirit to be manifested because I want all of Him to flow through me. And whatever the need is around me, I want it for the profit and the edification. Desire. But I don't pursue spiritual gifts. I pursue the Holy Spirit. Because when you go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and verse 7, He says, He is the one that works all in all. It's the Holy Spirit. He's the source. He's manifesting it through us. I just want to be a willing vessel. And while I'm here on earth, man, I want to be as glorious as I can be. Glorious as being glory-filled. Being glory-filled is being fully God-filled. I want to be full of Him. Full of Him. Isn't He so good? And I want to be in alignment with Him. So many churches have, and denominations have, have shut the gifts of the Spirit down. They'll take, they'll take a, a verse in... They'll take a verse in chapter 13 that says um, that these, when perfection comes, that these gifts will cease. Well, I don't know about you, but perfection hasn't come yet. It's talking about the second coming of Jesus. But then they'll take that. Then there's a whole other teaching out there that at the end of the apostolic age then, the gifts of the Spirit aren't needed. I just think, man, what's the Word of God say? What's the Word of God say? I want to be used. Don't you want to be used? And I want it to be in order. You know, Paul. Paul's message to the Corinth church was because they were completely out of order. And again, they had all this these false gods and junk happening and he's straightening that out he's getting to see that it is that that each manifestation isn't different spirits but it's the one spirit it's the holy spirit that works all in all and he's driving these things home and then you got he's got church services and the main thing that was happening if you go back all the way to chapter one is he's dealing with division so he's got a divisive church full of dissension come on and then and then no, no one's working together because every part's the best part right So there's no unity in it, and it's just madness, and he's dealing with that issue, and then we have the breakdown of these gifts and how they flow. Amen. I want to be full of God, fully used by God, fully done according to the Word of God. And that's my heart for this church. I believe in a church that is hungry for the presence of God to be manifested. I believe that there's a young generation down here. Some of the girls disappeared, but they were down here this morning. I already rocked them to sleep. They're out, what? Someone go find them. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, there you are in the back with that. Person. So now I call the teenager out in a sermon. So that's not good. Oh man, this is why you stay up there behind the pulpit in your notes. I believe we have a generation of young people that are hungry for the presence of God. I truly do. I see them worship and enter, and they want they want a move of God in their lives, man. And I got grandchildren coming up and you, and I love your kids. I look around, I see them and I think, God moved mightily through them. I was down here worshiping in the Spirit this morning and I look over and EJ standing down here, you know, five or six years old with their hands right on my, like, God, God, widen the depths and the Dead deep in them, God, for hunger for You, God. And never, never let her hunger be compared to man's hunger, God. Come on, man. Like, God, fill her with your presence and give her a hunger for the manifestation of Holy Spirit in her life. I want that little girl prophesying. I want her praying in tongues. I want her laying hands on the sick and them being healed in Jesus' name. I want her fully operating and walking in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. And for that to happen, guys, one, we've got to be examples, but two, our children and our young people need to be raised in an atmosphere where they're not just hearing about it, but they're experiencing it. And as they're experiencing it, they need to be raised in an atmosphere where it's safe for them to grow in it. Come on, man. Isn't He so good? Praise God. I taught on all nine gifts of the Spirit in one hour. You guys know. Hey, that's the gift of miracle. Rodney, you know who it was. Yeah, because you all, I know y'all was thinking, okay, it's going to be at least 1220 before we get out of here. 1220, I know it is. I know it is. Amen. Pastor Craig, you want to come, any of the team wants to come? We are going to take a minute and worship and and uh, make ourselves available. Come on, amen? It's like, God, just make me an instrument. If you're here today, man, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior... I just want to invite you to surrender to Him. He loves you. He died for you. He's reaching out for you. You've been on His heart. You are on His heart. He's standing right there for you. And I don't know if anyone... I look out and I see most of our family this morning, but if if you're here today and you need Jesus, man, I invite you in a moment just to come and run down here. And uh, let me just lead you in prayer. We're, just, we're going to get Him together. Amen? So I give that invitation to you, and I think secondly, before we close here in a moment, but as pa- as, as Craig comes and he's just going to lead us in in worship, um, I, I think this is my invitation. Let's let's step forward with a desire for the Holy Spirit to be manifested in and through us in every way that He wills. But I just wonder if this morning, if we can come and worship and pray and be prayed over with the intention of just saying holy spirit i want all of you holy spirit fill me they were they were baptized in the spirit on the day of pentecost And then you read through the Scriptures, men, and they would be in a place, and they would be hungry, and God would begin to move, and Holy Spirit would come and rest on them, and they'd just get a fresh touch and a fresh awakening. I don't know about you, but I feel like there's some people here today that, that know a lot of these truths, but you just need a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen? So I think what I'd like to do is maybe have some of my leaders, uh, the deacons and elders that are here, Pastor Jason and Julianne, just come down. And uh, I just want to open up the altar for a moment. For you to come and spend time individually, uh, if you just open up your heart for the Spirit to move. But if you want, if you're looking and needing for prayer, someone to agree with you, I just want—I need a fresh move of God in my life and just a fresh baptism of Holy Spirit. Then come to one of the leaders and let them pray with you. So, leaders, come if you would, real quick, so they can be here. Praise God! I know we've got several out of our leaders out today, but I'll be down here too. You can come to me. And you don't have to come to leaders if you just want to come privately. But can we just say, can we just position ourselves for Holy Spirit to move in our midst, Amen? And let's just worship Him and just and uh, and just welcome His presence, Amen. You feel free to come. In Jesus' name. I'm
3: caught up in Your presence, and I just want. Sit here at Your feet, I'm caught up in this holy moment. Never warning, and I'm not here for blessings, dear. Just want you. And I'm sorry when I've just gone through the motions. I'm sorry when I just sang another song, and take me back to where it started. Now open up my heart. I'm sorry. When I've come with my agenda, now I'm sorry. When I forgot that you're in take me back to where it started. Now I open up my heart to you. I'm caught up And I just wanna sit here at your feet. God up please only never leave. Yet.
0: Amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a praise offering for his word, and I just wanna pray over all, all of you for a moment. Amen and bless you. Just kind of release this into us just to agree together. So as you feel led, I just invite you to stretch your hands out to the Lord and just receive. So we're just going to pray just collectively for this just impartation. Just a fresh touch of God. So Lord, we just thank you for this house. God, I thank you for, I just thank you for such amazing people, God, to run with. I thank you for hungry people, people that are desperate for you, God. I thank you for people that don't fear man, people that fear you, that put their trust in you, people that are yielding and willing and ready for you to move through and flow through. So, Father, I just pray right now, God, as we have learned already, God, that God, we can't have the we can't have the power without the fruits, we can't have the power without the holiness. So, I just release over this house, God. Lord, that you just begin to produce and grow the fruit of Holy Spirit within each and every member of this church that it grow, that the Holy Spirit fruit grows, that it flourishes, that it abounds in us and everything that we do God and let that then be the pathway for the miraculous and I just declare Lord Holy Spirit we just give you our yes, we are instruments we are vessels, we want to be used by you Lord give us the boldness, give us the boldness to step out in faith, Holy spirit have your way in each and every one of us and flow through us flow through us for the for the equipping and the edifying and the profit of your church and to build your kingdom and we just thank you for awakening it in our hearts thank you for grounding us in our word in your word and teaching us your truth we ask it all in jesus name amen amen love you bless you Have an awesome
1: week. Thank you for joining us this week. Until next time.